You're listening to Begin Again with Sonia Keeve, a lifestyle podcast for the everyday woman who has a desire to step out and start something new. Whether that is a new job, new business, new relationship, or new goals, it's never too late to begin again. Now, here's your host, Sonia Keeve. Well, hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to another amazing edition of Begin Again. I am your host, Sonia Keeve, and I am excited to be here with you once again. And we're going to talk about today a topic that I know has affected one in every five Americans or folks around the world when you have lost your job. And the question is, how do you begin again? Well, I can tell you personally, full transparency, I too have been, um, have experienced rather, I have experienced a job loss um, on more than one occasion in my professional career. And I can tell you, it is definitely a place you never want to be in because it always seems like it's never the right time to ever lose a job. And in those moments when you have experienced this loss, it can be tough to figure out how to pick yourself back up and to continue to move forward. Well, today I'm going to help you do just that. And I definitely want you to take some notes because perhaps you are, you have just experienced this job loss and you're feeling very vulnerable. You probably have so many emotions that are going on, but I definitely want to help you to propel so that you can be in position for your very next step. And if you are driving while listening, um, definitely pay attention. I definitely don't want you to take your hands off the wheel, but if you are somewhere where you can take some notes down, I definitely want you to do that. And so as I was thinking about this topic, I was thinking about a time and it was back in 2015. And that year was so significant for me in my life because at that particular time in my career, I was working for a financial institution and I will not name names. However, I was, I had been with this company for five years and I had done very well. I had gotten promotion after promotion and I had a goal that I wanted to become the next senior vice president of this company. And I was definitely doing all the right things, making connections. I'd even gotten a business mentor um, who was helping me along the way. And for me at that time to be with a company, I was with this particular company for five years. And the significance of that five years is because for me, I had always worked for companies and only stayed maybe anywhere from a year to two years. And I just kept bouncing from company to company because I was looking and chasing the money. The more money the, the job offered, that was how I moved and operated in my entire career. So to be stationary for five years at this one company, there was something that I absolutely loved about the company. And it was somewhere where I definitely could see myself growing. And 
I got a call one day, I was working from home, got a call from my boss who said that he wanted, uh, that the senior VP had come into town and wanted to have a conversation with me and asked if I could come into the office. And so of course I was curious to, you know, trying to figure out exactly okay, what will this conversation be about? Is it possibly a a job promotion, you know, um, for the senior VP to travel, to come into town, you know, I did not take that lightly. And so I was super excited to have that moment. And as I was making my way into the office, I remember calling my husband and telling him, well, you know what, um, you know, the senior VP wants to meet with me. And you know what he said? He said to me, you don't think they're calling you in to lay you off, do you? Now, this company definitely was notorious for laying folks off. It seemed like seasonally. It seemed like every time we turned around, someone was being laid off. So it wasn't an uncommon thought to have, but it definitely was not a thought that I wanted to put into my headspace. I want, you know, I am the optimist in everything. You know, if you meet my friends or family, they will tell you Sonia is the chick that always has a smile. She always has something positive to say. So I am just the the ultimate optimist. And so I told my husband, no, I do not think that I'm going to be laid off, but I think it's going to be a good conversation. But I am curious exactly why he is here in town. And so making my way in, of course, I started to now second guess, is this a layoff? You know, and I started kind of in my mind going through all of the things of, okay, did I do something wrong? You know, were there some some missteps along my career path in the five years I'd been with this company? So I started to kind of second guess a lot of what I had previously done thinking, you know, if this is a bad conversation, I want to be prepared. And so fast forward, I get to the office, um, meet with the senior VP and his smile immediately turned to concern. And then of course I started to get concerned. And of course the next words out of his mouth were, I'm sorry, but due to a reorganization, we are going to have to let you go. I honestly do not remember anything else that was said after that moment, but I remember kind of talking to myself to, you know, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry, keep it together, keep it together. And I remember my knees were shaking and, you know, I, I, he, I, he talked for a few more moments. I honestly don't even know what was said after that, but I do remember the next word that I chose to say was, Thank you for the opportunity. Um, It's been a pleasure working here for the past five years and asked a favor if I could at least um, tell my colleagues goodbye because I had developed some amazing friendships with a lot of the people that I worked with. And so I wanted to say goodbye. I wanted to at least let them know. I didn't want them to come in the next day and wonder, where's Sonia? Why is she not at work? Or be, you know, be concerned. And he actually said to me, well, I'm sorry. Um, I'm going to give you five minutes to collect your things and go. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
yeah, you know, I paused because I definitely was in shock. You know, it was, I felt, I felt like I didn't even matter in that, in that moment. You know, I'd been with this company loyal to this company for five years and I couldn't even have enough time to say goodbye to my colleagues. And so if you have ever experienced this, I know exactly what you feel, what you have felt. And it was really a dark place and time in my life. But I can tell you that the sun does come out. And if you have experienced this or going through this right now, let me repeat, the sun will come out tomorrow. And I know it doesn't feel good. And you have all these concerns, but I definitely want to help you and walk you through some things that you can do to help move yourself forward. And the first thing that you definitely want to do in this moment is absolutely acknowledge the loss, acknowledge what you're feeling. It is okay. You know, as women, we wear so many hats. We try to be the strong one. Perhaps you, you are in your sister circle. Maybe you're the one who's considered the strong friend where everybody comes to you for advice. And now you need the advice, right? And so you definitely want to acknowledge what has happened. You know, it's, it's a horrible place to be in to deny the emotion of what you're feeling, but acknowledge the loss. Recognize, yes, this has happened. I have just been laid off from my job. What am I going to do, right? Acknowledge the loss. But the thing is, do not dwell in that emotion. The reason why that is so key, because you can find yourself getting to a place instead of getting better, you find yourself getting bitter. And then you start to question, why did this happen to me? How dare they lay me off? And you start to go into this dark place in your mind and that leaves you vulnerable and open to self-sabotaging thoughts. Because I can tell you in 2015, when I got laid off from that job, I was blindsided. I was angry. I was frustrated. And I was mostly embarrassed and scared because now I was going to have to go home to my family and tell them I no longer had a job and was not even sure how soon I would be able to get another one. And I had prided myself on being the one who did everything that was asked. And even in those moments, I can tell you, you have done everything right. This was a business decision. And your livelihood was tied to that. And so I can understand the emotion, the raw emotion of what it feels like. However, you've got to allow yourself to move past the loss and then ask yourself, what is the lesson that I'm to learn here? Because this is going to start to position you 
so that you don't dwell in the negative thought. And when you can no longer dwell in what was lost, then you can start to embrace what will become for your next. And even in the moment, like I said, it doesn't feel good, but trust me when I tell you, it will get better. But you've got to put into your mind that this has happened, acknowledge the emotion, but don't dwell there. The second thing that you need to do, how you can begin again after a job loss, is now that you've got this free time, you now need to still establish a daily routine. So for for me, the thing that I immediately went to is I joined a gym. And I know you're like, okay, you just lost your job. How are you going to pay for the gym membership? I didn't worry about that. But I knew that I needed an outlet to help me to process these feelings. And nothing is more invigorating than being able to put on some boxing gloves and punch a bag. (laughs) Okay. So I would get up early in the morning, because guess what? I didn't have the job. You know, I had to, you know, keep moving forward until I got my next job, but I had to establish a routine. And at the time, my, my children were young. So what I would do is I still got up at the same time as I always did when I had my job and I got my kids ready and dressed, got them breakfast and then got them off to school. And so when I would drop them off after, you know, drop them off at school, then I went to the gym and I spent, you know, 30 to maybe an hour, you know, just focusing on the exercise and just releasing and something therapeutic, you know, was, you know, punching that bag, you know, I got a, you know, had a trainer that worked with me and, you know, he, he gave me some boxing lessons. And I thought, oh my God, this would be amazing. And I had shared with him, you know, that I had just recently lost my job. And, you know, he was like, I'm so sorry. And he was like, you know, I've got the great, you know, a great exercise regimen that will help you. And he gave me some boxing moves and I can, my God, I can tell you it was amazing because when the workout was done, my head was clear. I got all of my frustrations out. And I was able to now think, okay, what do I need to do next? So I definitely want you to establish a routine. So whatever that is for you, establish a time and day that you're going to do things throughout your day. And having that routine is important because it now focuses the focuses the attention off the loss and focuses your attention on what you can do now. And so when you establish that routine, um, you'll maybe find that there are some things that, you know, were on your to-do list that you kept putting off week after week or month after month because you were working. So now that you've got that free time, What can you now put your energy into? And when you establish that routine, it gives you purpose because there's nothing 
more tragic than waking up and that's not feeling purposeful. You know, if you are a wife, if you are a mother, and of course a woman, we establishes our, we establish our lives based off of having some purpose, you know, some meaning to our life, not just waking up and sitting in front of the TV, watching reality TV all day or scrolling on social media, because that can be extremely depressing when you start scrolling and looking at other people's lives and wanting to be in their position and not be in yours. But here, this is where you definitely want to establish that routine so that it keeps you busy and not focusing on the job loss. And then once you establish that routine, one of the things that you want to do is now you recognize, guess what? I have to go now search for a job. And let me tell you, searching for a job and looking for a job is a job in itself. And it's something we don't feel like doing. You know, you go through the job boards and you're like, oh, do I have to do this again? But it is a necessary thing because you want to get a job as quickly as you can. Um, Because guess what? The bills are still going to be coming. So you got to just acknowledge, listen, I need to go ahead and find another job. So in that routine, incorporate first taking an inventory of your skill sets. What are the skill sets that you were good at? And then that may invite you to look at your resume and perhaps update your skill sets based upon some of the jobs that you are now going to start applying for. Now with your resume, for some of us, if you're not someone who has updated their resume to make sure it's current every year, perhaps you may need to go back and revamp to see what jobs that you have are now relevant today. Because you know, if you were like me, I had many jobs. And especially when I told you I worked at companies every one to two years. So my resume was very long because I, you know, I job hopped so much. And so I had to take a look at well, what are the things that I'm really, really good at? You know, the things that I always get uh, positive reviews on for the work that I do. So I took an inventory of, okay, what are the things that I'm good at? Then I did a list of what are those skill sets that I want to improve upon. And so I got with uh, my girlfriend who was in the resume writing business and she revamped my resume and she kind of asked me, well, what is the next job that you want to, you know, go for next? And so this is a great time. You don't have a job. So guess what? Now you've got so many opportunities to really sit down and think about, well, what is it that you really want to do? Like, what is that ideal job you would love to have? And a good resume writer is going to take the things that you love in conjunction with the things that you're really good at and mirror the two together to make sure that it can align to your very next job that you want to go for. And so utilize those skills and find a good resume writer to do that for you. And then once you do that, then start putting your updated resume on multiple job boards. One of the things I love to use is LinkedIn. I um, use LinkedIn which is, um, you know, a professional social media site 
where a lot of recruiters look for potential clients. So not only did I have my resume revamped, but I also had my LinkedIn profile revamped to showcase the type of job that I wanted to have. And so when you do that, you'll start to attract the types of employers you would dream of working for. And, but this is a process. And then part of that process with LinkedIn is making sure that you, you know, start reaching out and connecting to recruiters of the types of companies you want to work for. And so set that as part of your routine so that you are actively looking for a job, actively putting your information out there so that people who are looking for you can find you, okay? So number three, now find a supportive group. Actually, that's number four. So number one is acknowledging the loss. Number two is establishing a routine. Number three, taking an inventory of your skill sets. And that can include revamping your resume, revamping your LinkedIn profiles, and start applying for jobs. Then number four, find a supportive group. This is critical. If you are in circles where people are simply negative or they want to remind you of your past and they're not really adding value to your life, This is where you need to do an evaluation and purge some circles. And this can be hard because when when you've been rolling with a certain group of people for so long, and now you are now in the position where you need the help and, and, and they can't help you. They can't give you good advice. They can't, you know, be that positive, um, person for you. That's when you need to evaluate, you know what, I need to reevaluate my circle and find some new supportive groups to be a part of. Because let me tell you something, having a job loss is not uncommon. It has happened to all of us at some point in our career, but it's how you respond in the midst of that loss is how you begin again. And so you may have to begin again, starting over with a brand new support group of people who celebrate you and not tolerate you, that give you great advice, that help you or connect you to people that can help you because guess what? You need to find a job. And so this is where you definitely want to make sure that you are working and connecting with people that can add value to your life. And if you are a spiritual person, one of the um, one of the things that I did was I got with my Bible study ladies. You know, we have a a Bible study group we meet with and you know, just being around other believers, you know, people that prayed for me, people that, you know, were there by my side, that was helpful for me because it helped me to stay positive in my headspace. So definitely make sure that you are connecting with people that are supportive of you. Um, And that could be family, could be friends, but you definitely want to kick out those naysayers and, and negative Nancy's and doubting Thomas's and get with people that celebrate you, help you along and add value to your life. And then number five, and this is critical. You want to manage your inner self-talk because you will have those ups 
and downs throughout your day where you feel positive and then you don't feel so positive. And so you've got to manage that inner self-talk and that inner self-talk is part of having affirmations. I am a big, big proponent of affirmations because I think it's necessary to have that inner self-talk that speaks positive, that says, you are a winner, you are worthy, you matter, you are talented, you are gifted, you have amazing skills, you are an asset to any company that picks you up and you get to work for that company. You are the asset. Though, you know, some people think that's crazy, but in this day and time, it is so important for people to manage their inner self-talk because without it, if you don't manage and, and, and press down that negative self-sabotaging thoughts, it can lead to depression or worse suicide. You know, in this country, suicide rates are at an all time high. And a lot of it begins with the inner self-talk. It begins with the things that we say about ourselves. So this is the time, especially when, you know, you're, you are alone in your home and, you know, your family is not there and it's just you and your thoughts. This is the time when you've got to manage that inner self-talk and replace those negative thoughts with positive affirming thoughts to help you stay focused on the task and the goal of trying to land that next job. Because when you do that, it puts you in a better mindset. You've got clarity and you less focus on the loss and you focus on the new beginning. Because guess what? Finding a new job, landing that new job will be the beginning of a beautiful chapter in your life, but you've got to start with managing that inner self-talk. Number six, the bills, like I said, they're not going anywhere. So guess what? This is the time where you've got to get lean on your budget. And so if you've been spending five and $6 at your local Starbucks, guess what? You want to need to curtail that spending because you've got to make sure you still have money to pay your bills while you're looking for a job. And so that may mean you applying for unemployment so that you can still, you know, get income coming into your household. But this is also a great time for you to maybe look at starting a business. Perhaps you've been doing something as a hobby. And I know a lot of people go start a business. I don't have a job. Well, guess what? You now have opportunity to pick up a new skill set with starting a job. And I can tell you that was one of the things that I did. I actually started a business while I was unemployed and I started with a t-shirt line. And so, like I said, this was in 2015 when I lost a job. And so I needed something to kind of keep me occupied, you know, beyond my routine. And so I came up with a t-shirt line. And it was wonderful. You know, I created these amazing t-shirts that had hashtag walk in love um, with the scripture Ephesians 5.2. And what it did for me is the hashtag walk in love message was geared to help inspire others to create a simple act of 
kindness or perform a simple act of kindness and pass it forward. And so when I walked out in public and I wore the t-shirt, I got a lot of responses of what does the shirt mean? Or people would just walk by and responses. Yeah, a lot of us don't do that today. We don't walk in love. And so it opened up the conversation. And then the more I got to share my personal story of my job loss and what I was doing to get better and have this t-shirt line, it made me stronger. It helped my inner self-talk. So now you definitely need to budget your finances here, right? Also get on the phone with your creditors and, you know, start to have that conversation about, you know, you've temporarily lost your job because guess what? This is temporary that you temporarily lost your job and, you know, you want me to make some type of arrangements or could they defer your payments, have those honest conversations and you'll be surprised. There are a lot of creditors out there that will work with you. And if they don't, then, you know, you just figure out your plan B of how can I, you know, get these bills. It may require you to ask family for help and don't be afraid to ask for help. This is the time where you need everyone in your corner supporting you. So definitely make sure you ask for that help, you know, curtail your spending and budget so that you can continue to live your life while you're looking for your next amazing opportunity. And then lastly, focus on what you can control. And this is so critical because we can get into this headspace of trying to do and be everything to everyone. You cannot control certain things in life. But what you can control are focusing on what is in your hands. What do you have the ability to control? You can't control the companies, you know, pulling the trigger to hire you. But what you can do is continuing to apply, go on interviews, position yourself to show employers that you are an asset candidate for their company. And until you land that job, continue to build those routines, continue to be in around supportive people, continue to manage that inner self-talk and love yourself. And before you know it, you will get the call you've been waiting for of when can you start. And so I hope that these few tips will help you to move you from a place of lack to a place of abundance, that even in the midst of a job loss, you too can begin again. Thank you so much for listening. And I will see you next time on Begin Again. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to Begin Again. Remember, you only get one life to live, so make it fabulous. And if you like what you've heard, please feel free to rate, subscribe, or leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We really appreciate that. And for more information about our products or services, please go to www.soniakeev.com. Thanks again, and we'll catch you in the next episode.